Hello and welcome to episode 156 of Nolo Time. My name is Ovid Vales and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young, and the stream looks terrible. Oh no. Also, you said episode 156. I'm pretty sure this is episode 157. That's it. What? I don't know, Joe. It's been a long <laughs> 72 hours. It has. What year is this, Obed? I don't know. Help this... me. <laughs> That's, Here's my cry for help. It's like we're laughing and help it's true me. at the same time. It's like a it's like a laugh cry of sorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... All right, here we go. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fix the stream while you entertain, sir. What Whoa. is happening, Joel? How are you, man? I mean, I'm doing great, my friend. I I mean, aside from being exhausted in multiple facets, I'm I'm alive. So, am I really exhausted? I try not to use that word too much, honestly, Obed. This is this is a side note. You know, people use the word exhausted loosely. Like, I'd be exhausted if I was like in a third world country where you know. I had to walk miles for water. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very fatigued and tired. Fatigued. But, I, but I'm, I'm alive. No, but with all that being said, guys, uh, the reason I say that I'm doing well is because regardless of whatever could be going on in your lives, I'm excited for the PlayStation 5. We are literally one week away, Mr. Obed. Yep. And uh, with that, I am anticipating this time next week we'll be recording again, and I will have already had a hands-on impression with the console that no one has seen except unless you're a media person <laughs> uh no one has laid hands on except you're a media person um we would have loved to have gotten one of those those kids sony maybe next time <laughs> and 10 years from now when you release playstation 6 you can hit us up there you go but uh yeah i'm i'm, I'm very excited but with, but with that being said I, I mentioned this to you I've not even opened this, but I actually I got this delivered today. Uh, they're shipping out accessories ahead of time. One of the things I was able to get my hands on was this guy, if you're watching on video, the uh, Pulse 3D headset. It's here. Turn it around the sides. There you go. It's been focused. Cool. Very, very nice. Very nice. Very 3D. nice. That's probably backwards is on video. <laughs> but anyways, well, as you know, I think, I think it mirrors on, on the stream. Uh, I'm actually going to open this up live while we're on here right now. There you go. Live but unboxing. First time. Live unboxing. Guys. Okay. It's happening. Yeah. Pay no attention to the mind behind to the man behind the curtain. I'm, I'll be trying to fix the stream here while Joel <laughs> entertains you with the uh, with the uh, headset unboxing. Absolutely. So on the front here, obviously, has this lovely picture like I was just showing you guys. Pulse 3D headset on the side. 3D. Fine-tuned for 3D audio on PS5 consoles. Nice little message. Shrine yourself in 3D soundscapes where you can send sounds above, below, and all around you. I love the sensory messagery behind this. You know, the 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 pull, the the the, uh, the sense, uh, dual, dual sense. You know, yep. uh, handset. You know, it's, it's all about your senses. It's it's not it doesn't it's necessarily gonna feel like like you're you're in these things, but it's gonna sense like you are, right? Oh, you fixed it. Good. I fixed it. It's fixed. It looks. It looks better. Oh, back here. Still, I, I, I'm a perfectionist. This is gonna throw me off, and I can't do it. So, no, no I appreciate that. See, we do it right on no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I got on the back here. How games made a sound? Dual hidden microphones, built-in rechargeable battery, easy to access control. Okay, it's time to rip this guy open. If I can get to the tape. Excited, Joel. It's exciting. See man. what you got. Show me what you got. All right, goodness. Good thing I had this actually knife handy here. Okay. Opening the top. Put this knife down. 
it's a nice, it's a nice box. Opening the top here. We'll flap up. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, take off some plastic. Plastic, excuse me. It's a... Instruction manual. Instruction manual on how to get those 3D senses. <laughs> where the microphone <laughs> monitor, chat, USB-C hub, mute sound, power switch, all this good stuff. Okay, cool. cool. Papers, we're not here for that. We're here for this guy. Woo, it's beautiful. Wow. There it is. Nice. There it is, guys. Okay. Three D headset. So the ear cups look very similar to to the uh, the the revised gold. Uh, they actually look wider. That's nice. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It looks actually yeah. in my hands. It looks a lot bigger than what I expected. Just good. Okay. Like if you look in comparison right now with what I got on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much larger. It's cup. a much lighter driver. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, they look comfortable. Um, well, they they look light. really lightweight too. It feel they feel lightweight. Okay. It feels a lot lighter than my gold. Okay. Cuz this ones that I have right now, the the HyperX Cloud, they're hefty. I mean, they're they're metal and they sound great, but yeah. I like the uh the depth right there. Yeah. That's probably right but because of the 3D, they the, the way they they talked about the how the the ear cup kind of like adjusts to your ear shape or whatever. Mark Cerny yeah. was talking about that one time. Yeah. Get your little buttons right here. Okay. Cool. Very similar to the uh, little port okay. power. Cool. I'm going to put it on. Nice. Show you guys what it looks like. Cool, cool. Do it. By the way, I can't hear anything once I take this off. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right, the, I'm the ready to the, play. The, the look, oh, there you go. Dropped it on day uh, one. It, <laughs> rage, on the box. Rage, on the box. Rage quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's only $99. Joe just rage quit his headset. People, are, people over here like fighting on the internet trying to find it where they could order these and yeah. drop them. No. Nice. That's awesome, yeah, That's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. It's, it's a good set. It also comes with the cabling in here. So with the charger you got in here. Sweet. Yeah, so live unboxing first on uh, No Low Time. There you go. USB-C and also the... Oh, how about the dongle? Is it gigantic or is it... Here's the other... Uh, oh, that's just a millimeter. Yep. And then here's the dongle. Small. Wow. Okay, so that looks like the... Exactly yeah. like the gold dongle. Yeah. Yeah. Does not say PS5 on so, it. So, it just has this is PlayStation logo. So, is, Joe, I heard that those headsets actually work on the switch when docked i heard the same thing so there you go man you can use some <laughs> switch uh headsets i love my switch man i'll gladly yeah jump between that and, and ps5 get uh and i'm psyched get man, uh I'm get that breath of the wild and get the uh, whole like wild experience and whatnot that's the thing right so like like in general they're engineering this to give you just a great gaming sound experience but i can't wait to see what games take advantage of of this kind of tech, you know, yeah. what, what games are going to give you that real 3d, you know, like we talk about like those horror games or something where yeah. someone's walking behind you and you hear the footsteps. Yeah. So, I mean, I, mean that, I have a game here that we'll talk about when we, okay. when we go through our games of the generation, um, that, uh, that, that, that basically was part of the game of the whole thing. So 
Uh, cool. That's good, man. Joe, before we jump into the games of the generation for, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, do you want to talk about Season 2, Episode 1 on of The Mandalorian? And be warned, spoiler alert, because we're going to go into deep spoilers. Deep spoilers. We have to. I mean, come on, guys. And we're not even guilty of this, Obed. Yeah. Like, you could, I'm looking at places like Screen Rant, all these other major yeah. sites. And they're like full blown tweeting out like, oh, "Hey, this yeah, is how yeah. this person." This is, I'm like, <laughs> and it's like Wednesday. No respect. Yeah, it's like literally Wednesday. That's why on Friday. Like, that's why Friday mornings <laughs> I'll watch it on in the morning before I do anything tomorrow. else. Yep, that's it. Yep. Like say yeah, your man. prayers, eat your breakfast, and enjoy Star Wars. <laughs> Drink your vitamins, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you say your prayers. Take your vitamins. Say your prayers. Yeah. Watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> watch the Mandalorian, brother. This is the way. So, um, I mean, and we we are going to answer uh, the question that fans have been asking for over 30 years. What happened to R5 after it blew the motivator? <laughs> you, you all thought I was going a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was such a great moment, dude. Yep. That Such was a great moment. Excellent. Little, there are so many. One of the best parts about this first episode is the massive amounts of callbacks yep. to the original trilogy. I mean, you get to see the Death Star explode again. You get to see characters that are obviously, you know, not dead. I mean, there's not, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of really fun callbacks in this first episode, and it's not done in a cheeky way that you know a lot no. of people do. Like it makes sense. It's not Ratatouille. It's not Finn rummaging through the Falcon and fighting and finding the the training orb, right? It's not. Right. It's not like that. It's it's so well done, uh, and this episode specifically had so much Star Wars lore that like a lot of casual Star and even even like I, I don't want to say hardcore Star Wars fans, but advanced Star Wars fans uh, may not get. With like the crate dragon and the pearl and all this stuff, um, it, it was excellent. It was it was ex- it was an excellent start to to the season. Um, yeah, I mean we we get started with our five right like right away, um, and you got to keep in mind that this is what seven years after a New Hope, kinda right. You know, give or take, right. Uh, not even this is like five years after after a new hope so yeah r5 is uh it's, it's running around now they fixed the motivator uh it's the great attention to detail you can see the, the spot where the motivator blew it, yeah. it was so excellent um yeah it the, the, and then you know of course we're talking about them going straight back to to tatooine uh and uh he's in search of uh, a mandalorian that uh that uh some gangster in some other planet told him hey there's a mandalorian tatooine turns out you know there's not really a mandalorian or is it uh on tatooine um there's a scene joe um so cub vanth i loved him he was great yeah tim oliphant was awesome Everybody was going crazy about his character on Twitter right away. Uh, I think it mostly has to revolve around the fact that this guy, 
he looks for casting calls for a sheriff. Like he always is playing. <laughs> yeah. And and the very name of the episode itself, I mean, like Marshall. The Marshall, like it's okay, it's just right on point. Someone mentioned to me that when they watched this first episode, it kind of felt like something that you would usually have on some shows in the middle of a season, not the season opening. Yes. Yep. And I think that's interesting in a good way that if this is how you're starting, um, we again, like I, I mentioned in our last week, like the expectations just continue to rise. But yes, Timothy, this this gentleman playing the sheriff, pretty uh, a fun uh, little little tease there. To be honest with you, Obit, from a story standpoint, it was a little bit like. Okay, does he really need to help this guy to get the armor? Like, you've got like a knockoff sheriff wearing, yeah. you know, wearing this guy's. That thing. was very video gamey, in my opinion. Yeah, like he, yeah. He, let's be honest, we've just saw this guy beat up a bunch of people in the middle of a of a, of a match, whatever. Take out, you know, this guy that's from like Dothamir, whatever. All these many different <laughs> great creatures, yeah. right? That we that we see him take out, and then he's got a dude standing in armor that doesn't belong to him. And he's like, ah. I'll earn this armor. I won't fight for it. But yep. but still, still was, was was fun nonetheless. I like the uh, attention to detail in the armor where they showed that it was corroded from uh, the digestive juices from the sarlacc. The juices. <laughs> the juices. Um, that, was, that was great attention to detail. Um, it was brought to my attention, um, or, or I learned that uh, the... Uh, that I mean, we're, we're assuming that that is Janko Fett's armor. Uh, that what that Daboba repainted, and and that's what he wore, right? Uh, I mean, we're assuming that that's what it is because Boba Fett was not really a Mandalorian, right? He kind of took um the the Fett name over Django, um when uh when Mace Windu uh did him in. <laughs> So, um, so I guess like in canon, right? And I don't know, this doesn't, I mean, I don't know if this is going to be brought up on the show, but in canon, uh, his armor's not, uh, Beskar steel is just, is Dura steel. And that's something that it wasn't brought up. I mean, it's, it's, it's this nerdy Star Wars like tidbit, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so that was interesting. I learned that, and and that was cool. So, I mean, we're not gonna go through the entire episode, but we're just gonna talk about scenes. I really love how the scene where where Mando is sitting down with the Tuscan Raiders is just it, it is so good because it humanizes the the Tuscan Raiders. I mean, we we've known the, known them as savages ever since. You know, uh, Obi Wan. Uh, ever since in A New Hope, so it, on that scene, Joel, if you look over to the to the far left, the uh, the, the 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 Tuscan Raider that's on the far left totally looks like the guy that we see at the end of the episode. We'll talk about him later. So he probably he was probably there because the uh, the 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 theory is that he's been. Uh, disguising himself as a Tuscan Raider, uh, just to you get around Tatooine and stay out of trouble, kinda. So, uh, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, the first point I 100% agree with about uh, you know the humanization of the Raiders. Like, I think just overall, it's almost it's very 
symbolic and interesting to see two different walks of people that have for a very long time not gone along for valid reasons that they don't like one another and to see instead them being forced to work together and come together and get across their differences was very huge for Star Wars mythology, Star Wars lore. Yep. And if they get along, we can get along, people. Yes. That, that was that was a great, great, great point. Um, sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And then the, and then the second thing, second thing being your point about this guy watching. We believe that that uh, that Boba is watching. You know, but you're saying in the background here, which by the way, I did not see that that reference. So that's really awesome. I'm gonna have to look for that again. That, yep. That's really cool. We pointed out. But what had crossed my mind all along is the moment you see him showing up, Dan, that he's there, and he knows you. You there's a lot of assumptions, right? You assume that he knows that his armor has it was in the possession of this man. That that he he knows obviously yep. now that 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 this guy is here. Mando is here. Um, like it makes you ask the question, like, well, for why for so many years did you know that your armor and all this stuff's around, and you just, just like, did you just walk away from this lifestyle? Did you like, what's the deal? Yeah. So there's a lot of great questions. And I look forward to getting answers to. I don't need to make assumptions yeah. on it. I want to know what what his story is because I hope it's going to be very different than what we expect. Yeah, and I think I think we will get answers. I mean, they they they're not going to be as, you know, as dumb as Duty said and not really give us answers because we all want to know, right? Um. Joe, the, uh, there's one big detail too with the crate dragon that if if you have not watched the despecialized, uh, it, it's crazy that you have to call it despecialized uh, A New Hope, you will not get it. But I don't know if you noticed, but the crate dragon's roar yeah. is the same sound Obi Wan makes. To scare the Tuscan Raiders away from Luke, which is why they're so scared, and of that's it. And which is why they yeah. get scared and they run away because it doesn't make it's silly, right? In <laughs> it without context, uh, we're watching a New Hope. It's like, oh, that he made a sound like a a really goofy sound, and then they got scared. I mean, it's super goofy on the on the special edition and yeah, and, uh, and on the yeah, like without con. Mm-hmm. But now that you have the context, it's like this is really freaking cool, man. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. There's things in this episode that's going to change the way you watch A New Hope. Yeah, there's there, this episode was lore-rich. It was great. It was really, really good. Um, Yeah, I can't wait for tomorrow so we can, you know, watch that other episode because, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But it's, it's yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, yeah, Star Wars, come on. It's like, I'm excited. I always get excited. Please be excited. Uh, but, yeah, you know, at the end, uh, we get uh, what you know. One can assume is Boba Fett, right? Uh, it's in Tatooine. It's Tamora Morrison. He's not aged like a clone. It's probably Boba Fett. So um, that was really cool. That was really cool. Uh, I've I've went back and watched uh, YouTube because I like my reaction was like just like those YouTubers that go there and reacted to it. It was like. Yo, he's alive! So that was that. That was my reaction, and to the point that I went back to look at him. It's like it, it was him, right? It was yeah, him. Yeah, to confirm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, rewinded it. Was it Rex? It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, rewinded it. Went back and uh, and saw him. I was like, I, I gotta confirm this again. As I stayed for the credits, and there you go. And okay, so confirms. So that that was it. Was great. It was great. 
Very you know, cinematic ending. Yeah, you know, the aspect ratio changes when you yeah. get to the edge. Very no, very very uh, uh, Christopher Nolan. That, yes, <laughs> that yes. whole aspect change. It's, it was very, uh, very, very well, well done. Yeah, John uh, Favreau. Episode yeah. probably of the season. Uh, yes, uh, you know the, the the rumors were true. That was going to be over fifty minutes long. So yeah, we'll the, see uh, how the rest of the season is going to be. John Favreau directed it. It, it was yep. it was excellent. Visual effects were excellent. Baby Yoda was great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was good. It was really good. Um, Joe, games of the generation, but mostly PlayStation. Um, let's talk about them. Because that's gonna be our episode for today. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you start. No, you know what? I'll start because I saw your list, and and we have some games that overlap, and I have yes, and I have like ten games here, and I, and a few other. That's cutting it short. You probably I'm, had way more than yeah. that, man. Oh yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you start, man. Go ahead. <laughs> all good. All good. I mean, I, I think one of the first games that, that early on um, was one of those crossover games that you, 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 you played the franchise before in last gen and then PS3 and you move into PS4. Remember, guys, this is going to be PS4 games, basically. Basically. Um, I have no other games than PS4 games on my we list. We said that Switch is, is it's not going to be included because it's yeah. something else, right? It I mean, I can talk about Mario. Kinda. Yeah, I can talk about talk about you know Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild for hours. But yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, one of the the first games that that stuck out to me, and, and I was asking myself, I was asking myself like, why would I put this at first on the list? And I was like, you know what? No, this this for sure is one of those games that it went out in a really solid way, and that's gonna be Batman Arkham Knight. I'm gonna start with that one because I think. When we think games of a generation, you instantly jump to some of these really big titles. And not saying Batman Arkham Knight isn't, but you you, you don't think of that um, as a generational you know pillar. Yep. But the reason I I, I really think it, you got to take notice of this game, and if you haven't played this game, you really should, is because what you if you've experienced any of the games that came before it, you know Batman Arkham Asylum, Batman Arkham City. Batman Arkham Origins. You play any of those other games, right? There, there's there's a structure for each and every single of those games. There is a very specific layout, it's, and I'll talk similarly about this when I start talking about Assassin's Creed, right? But like when we talk about these, there there, there are specific ways that, that that these games are made that that you are then are easily identifiable. It's not just another Batman game. It's clearly the Arkham series, right? And when you play the Arkham Knight game, you instantly get a genuine next generation experience like you 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 put this in and you're like oh, if you've played arkham asylum and you instantly then you just jumped arkham knight there is such a drastic change in yep. this game that to anything that we had seen before in the generations and it's still true to the authenticity of the intellectual property and i just love that that you know they took experiences like riding in the map batmobile and the open world and they, they didn't just make it with pretty graphics, but they used the hardware the right way. They made used, it work. Yeah, they made it work. You know, using the DualShock Four in a very, very creative way. You know, the maps and 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 and, and it, there's there's multiple facets to this game that I think most people would overlook just because it was just done well and say, okay, good game, pass on. But I would say that it really was one of those games of you want to jump right into next gen. It's a great way to start. Uh, early on for PS4. That was my first PS4 game. 
when I bought yeah. my PS4, <laughs> I bought the bundle. Um, yeah, I that that's probably in my honorable mentions. It's not one of the ones that overlaps. Um, just because I didn't love it as much as I did Arkham City, uh, but I did really really like this game a lot uh, I think the only downside to it is that the boss fights were really underwhelming that that was the only thing that really dragged the game down um, other than that I I find no flaws on the game the na game never crashed on me because this was a problem right back then and the game never crashed on me it ran well I had no technical issues so uh, yeah I, I agree. It's uh, it's good. Yeah, and to, and to your point about the technical issues and what I know, I, again, I didn't have them either, but I know some people did, and I think that's probably why, you know, PlayStation is putting this game as part of that PS Plus collection for PS Five, simply because um, it's gonna take advantage of the hardware. You shouldn't have any of those um, technical problems with this much more powerful console running this last gen game so hopefully people will be able to experience something that was really great for ps4 on next gen if, if they, they get jump into ps5 if they haven't they're still on ps4 play it guys but uh yep yeah i mean it, it, and it's or, or xbox I and mean, it's, it's out there but you know it just it was one of those games for me that i think um definitely was will be remembered yeah um Till the first one that I have on my list, and I, 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 we have a few that overlap, so I put them separate so we can talk about it together. Uh, as I mentioned, sound, 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 and that is Resident Evil Two remake, or Re just Resident Evil Two doesn't say remake on it. So this game is is so good. It is so so good. Um, Resident Evil Two was probably in the in the top five PS One games. Uh, to be honest with you, that game is really really good. Uh, this takes that same quality and just brings it up to eleven, dude. This game is so fantastic. Uh, the the game to me, like it's funny because you you mentioned Arkham Knight and. And mentioned about it being like a first big true next gen experience. Um, if you if you would tell me that Resident Evil Two is is a PS Five game, I would believe you because it looks wow. that it looks that good. Wow, it looks that good. Um, that that this game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, they really recreated um, you know Raccoon City and the Raccoon City Police Department and all the other areas that you explore on on re2 and like i said it just takes it to 11 uh the voice acting is great uh just let's talk about the sound design because the sound is a character in this game like you you have to play this game with headphones and you know from you know the the, the zombies moaning and groaning outside the police station and uh the liquors just hanging out in a corner and you hear it hissing the biggest thing dude is freaking mr x where you can hear mr x like you could be down on the first floor of the police station and you could hear mr x walking above you on the floor above you and it's just and it freaks you out like the stomps and it is man it is an experience 
super tense. Like from the beginning, you're like super tense, and it's 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 gripping, really good, scary, a few jump scares. Uh, I mean, not scary in like a, a PT way, but you know, it, it's just the tension, right? And then the game's dark, like you go through these dark areas, hold the flashlight. It's like ah, it's a ten- technical marvel, dude. Technical marvel, absolutely top notch. Highly recommend it. One of my games for the generation, for sure. Uh, yeah, like compared to RE3, the RE3 remake, like RE3 is a total letdown compared to this one. Wow. It's, yeah. Wow. Yep. I love hearing that. You know, and, and, and when I hear, when you hear you saying that, like, if this would have been a PS5 games, you wouldn't be shocked. Like, that's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I, the next one I've got, I'm, I'm jumping off quickly into games that are, I, these probably are more games of a generation, not just PS4 uh, games again, but we're going to talk about here Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, this is a game that out of all the next-gen Assassin's Creed games, this is the one that people should actually play. Um, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, when that came out, a lot of people played that game. I played a lot of time on that game um, simply between both PS3 and PS4. I actually purchased both versions I was one of those crazy people that (laughs) – because I didn't get – when I got the PS4, it wasn't within enough time of that upgrade period where you had that free upgrade. But that that was one of those things that was really strange about that time. It was like a 90-day period, and it was super weird. I remember, yeah. yeah, Very, very bizarre. So, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, like that was one of those games that didn't – it was very, very obviously cross-gen. It was actually held back because, uh, because of being a PS3 game. They couldn't go crazy with on PS4. Then you get into games like Assassin's Creed Unity that, oh my goodness, dude, like what an ambitious game, but not a great, not a great game um, from a gameplay standpoint. Um, But when you finally get to a game like Odyssey, and I'm not saying I think it's Origins, like I love that one too. But when you finally get to a game like Odyssey, like this is what we were waiting for, for a PS4, you know, Xbox you know, next generation Assassin's Creed game. It, it ran spectacularly. It looked beautiful. Massive world. Uh, f- they fixed the naval warfare. They got the mechanics right. That's always been a complaint of these games. You know, like it's really strange. Like you're using, depending on which weapon you use, it, it, it actually works the way one of these real weapons. Some are heavier, some are lighter, some you can you know daggers you can use faster than you could if you were you know throwing down a massive shield like there it, it worked the way it was supposed to uh, and then one of the other really just fun things that start adding in is just the the physical combat you've got the the 300 Sparta kick that you could do in the game is the the epic kick was was a lot of fun uh, there then again like I said the naval warfare was probably one of the best that we saw at the time they got the history to, to, to a T, you know, it, it was one of those games that they didn't go too kooky and too off the rails where it starts to, you know, blend in a little too ridiculously. And, and uh, I, I think it was one of those games that just, it's just generally a good game. It's, it doesn't, didn't matter. Um, didn't matter if it would have came out in the PS3 generation, but it came out in this next generation. What matters the more so is that because it came out in the next generation, we got a more uh, well-defined experience and one that people were talking about whether they were or were not fans of the franchise. And that's always important, right? Because there's a lot of people that are that are genre exclusive. I, I only play my shooters. I only play my, you know, yeah. whatever. 
this was one of those games that people who don't even play this type of game were taking notice of and giving it very solid reviews all around saying, okay, I, I, I would rather jump in. So um, kudos to the guys at Ubisoft for finally giving us a good one there. And uh, we'll see Valhalla is anything like that on, on next gen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I remember black flag back in, when it came out. So it's weird, but it was good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and I heard nothing but great things about Odyssey. So, uh, one of those games that I that I wanted to try, didn't uh, couldn't find the time to f- fit it into my schedule, but but you never know. It's uh, it's always backwards around compatibility. Backwards compatibility. Uh, speaking of which, you know, f- due to unforeseen some circumstances, I am no longer in the hunt for a PS5. So well, unless you want to gift it to Mister Obed, that is put on hold. So <laughs> uh, next game I have, Joel. Uh, a game that I don't own physically, but it's probably my top three favorite games for the generation. Wow. And that's Streets of Rage 4. Going right for it, dude. Streets wow. of Rage 4. Wow. I love, love, love Streets of Rage 4, dude. And it, I think it's because not only the nostalgia, right? Because nostalgia is great. Uh, and it's awesome when it's done properly, which this game absolutely does. Um, but this is what, in 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 your mind, right? Like Streets of Rage Two is probably one of the top five games of the 16-bit era, because it's and that's like, I agree. Final Fantasy VI and all this stuff that yeah. came out back then, right? Um, to recapture that sense in a modern way it is so hard because so many games have tried it and failed but this game goes above and beyond and gives you everything and i absolutely love it the graphics are great the music is great it plays like streets of rage 2 it feels like it feels like the old game in a modern setting and that and that's what really brings it up for me i have very fond memories of playing SOR2 with my friends back in the day and, and this game just brings me back it's like it's like Pizza Hut pan pizza with pepperoni it's like it takes me back wow to that time where like man it's like dude it's like seriously like whenever whenever I, I want like if I'm gonna buy pizza right I usually go out of my way and go to like a you know a fancier pizza place right but nothing beats going to pizza hut getting a pepperoni pan pizza and just takes me back and it's just comfort food for me and that's exactly what this game is this game just takes you back to an era where games were simpler but at the same time making that simple quote unquote gameplay and upping it to to a modern play standard. I absolutely love it. I this game is fantastic. It's on Game Pass if you have Game Pass. I bought it on 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 PSN, but I'm playing it on PC too. Like I've been I've been It's back, on Switch too, I think. It's it's on everything, yeah. 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 It's great. Absolutely love it. Um, you know, it has multiplayer, it has local multiplayer, it has online multiplayer. It has everything. 
This game has everything. It's great. So, man, and, and I, you know how much I love Final Fantasy 15. We'll talk about it later, but uh, yeah, it's it's up there. It's up there, dude. It's great. And I can't argue with you because I, I also have some fond memories in my past playing Suture Rage. So uh, I, I actually, it's one of those games that I would like to go back to and actually play. I was, I was thinking of getting it on Switch. That's why I mentioned it because I've been eyeballing it. Yeah, um, for sure. Just, just, to, just to have that fun, I, casual. I think experience. it's on sale for that Sega 60th anniversary thing that they have going on. Oh, okay. So it might, yeah, it might be find a good deal on it. Nice, nice, very good, sir. Very good. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, right? Like, you when we talk about like this this generation of games, you instantly can gravitate towards the real beautiful, shiny. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we've got you know water that looks like you can reach out and touch it. You know stuff. But when we're talking about games like this, it's it's sometimes it's the way the games make you feel that's yeah. just special. And this games like that 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 are just so well crafted that just make you feel great. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the only game I've streamed. That's wow. that should yeah. tell you something. That's true. Yep. Because uh, yeah, I I I really really love Streets of Rage Four. I really do, man. I really do. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Yep. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump into, uh, some of my higher topics and then I want to get into some of the ones that cross over between you and I. So, uh, I'm going to jump into Uncharted. You knew it was coming guys. Uncharted for a thief's end. So Uncharted games, first of all, just because they're like you, you come, whenever you come to play an Uncharted game, you come to expect an ex- a flawless quality. game quality exactly <laughs> it's like when you go to see there's like there's certain directors out there right that they put out a movie and you're like okay this is probably gonna be like instantly an oscar consideration that's how i felt to feel about all the uncharted games these games are from naughty dog like at, at the time when these would come out like I, you instantly expect like you're saying this 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 quality of a game and Yet again, you know, there's there's clearly an uncharted formula. Um, there's it's it. People might say, oh, they're just repeating success. They're making the same game over and over. I disagree with that. I think that because there's they mix storytelling with solid gameplay, you don't feel like you're playing the same thing. I think the only issue I ever have with the games is that they're they're a little bit long. Um, but that's not uh, exclusive to this game. There's a lot of games out there that have that problem. But to know that I want to stick with it so well because I'm so attached to Nathan Drake and his and his game, his story, because the game is executed so well, I want to uncover these treasures. I want to, you know, discover and, and figure out these maps and figure out these different um, different puzzles that are going on throughout the game and I'm not going to get frustrated I'm going to get actually excited and it's making my my wheels turn in a good way mixed with this now next gen high definition experience it is one of the most beautiful games at, when when I popped that in I, I instantly felt like wow I'm playing on PS4 like I, there was no doubt about it and so yeah if you have not played any of the charted games they're great but when you play something like this one, especially, yeah, you're 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 bound to have a good time, and it's just it just literally is a good game. It's yeah. like I'm saying when these quality movies come out, you're like, okay, it's gonna be good. You play this, it is literally going to be a good game. There's nothing more I can say about it. Yeah, that's another one that I I just couldn't fit in my schedule, man. It was free on on PS Plus, right? 
Yeah. Not too yeah. long ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they actually they technically dropped all of them. They had the they the collection. collection and they had Uncharted 4. Yeah. So you should have all the Uncharted games now if you're a PS Plus holder, anybody that, that's had it for the last Does, few months. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah, Uncharted is like it's like a, a Nolan movie. Like you ex- right. do you that's expect it? Example. Yeah, you expect to to be blown away. So I mean, I've had people message me that literally saying, "I will buy a PS5 if there's an Uncharted game announced for at launch." That's that's just a, that's a testament to yeah. how well that franchise is that it would it would move consoles. So yep. it's one of the, the staples of PlayStation, the exclusives. Um, that that that's really special there. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Uh, next game I have is a very recent one. Let's go to Shima. Had to be there. I, again, yeah. Again, um, one of those games that talk about blowing your socks off. Because <laughs> this game, um, I expected it to be much slower than it really is. And it's uh, it's it's really good. It's real. And I haven't gone back and done the, the multiplayer because I heard it's great. Um, that game is good. So the, I, I think it really elevate because i know everyone whenever once whenever there's someone mentioning an open world game all you hear is gta and the witcher right it's the is the two games that everyone goes oh yeah gta and witcher and they're like the best and nothing can be better but i think that ghost of shima elevates open world games to like the next level uh, and it's because not because of you know it's interactivity and all this stuff it's just about it's because how how alive the world feels because you can work play GTA you're going around the city a city's a city um, there's no cities in Goshima there's just small villages peppered around an island full of nature and it's just amazing, dude. Um, you know, again, the the sound, the music on this game, fantastic. Um, the it, it really shugs on on a PS4. Uh, we've talked about it. Um, you know, if you are looking to play this game and and are going into a PS5, they've already confirmed they have a 60 FPS mode. Yeah, man, because it's uh, it's it's probably worth it to play on, on PS5. Um, yeah, I I think it it's it if, even even the characters in the game right because it, it it's it's really it's it's real like it it really feels grounded and real the characters I mean you do do crazy like ninja stuff right but uh, that's besides the point when uh, the characters are so grounded uh, the. Uh, I I think the Jin Sakai as a as the protagonist is uh, as a flawed hero, uh, or flawed anti-hero. You know, it's a uh, it, it's just it's just really well done, uh, and the characters around him. You know, uh, the the uh, the uncle Yuna and all this other, you know, uh, characters that are that are that move the story forward with you. Um, it, it's just it, it's really good it's really good um, attention to detail is just exquisite in this game it's just oh man 
it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So I'm really looking forward to what Sucker Punch is gonna do after this because he's like, gotta bring it on. Yeah, it's pretty confirmed that they're working on their their next one in the franchise. I think one of the coolest things coming out of the news from this game, all those the positive t- positive things you've said about it, positive things many people I've said about it. Um, it just makes me want to play it even more. So I'll, I'll definitely try it on next gen. But yep. you know, one of the really cool things that always stuck out to me is the the authenticity to um, the culture. Yes. It's so incredible because yes. like you have people joking that like the Yakuza didn't make this. Like this is this is just that authentic. The, yeah, the friggin' like I, I remember that the E three that we did the live stream. Of yeah. course you do. Uh, <laughs> and. and I remember people criticizing the 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 flute guy. Remember when they did the Ghost of yeah. Shima thing? Um, and and uh, we're 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 above complaining about that stuff. It's it's whatever. Um, I think I think this the, this game's authenticity. It's it's. Nothing like this has ever been done. Like this is the most the most authentic game that's been done about anything. Like we got the Assassin's Creed games that have come out, and yes, they do have some authenticity. But I think that this, yeah, but not at this level. This is like really, really detailed stuff. So that's what makes me excited. Kudos to that. Yeah, this is that's the game that that's the Assassin's Creed game that everyone's been wanting. And and Ubisoft never made and Sucker wow. Punch did it. Wow. Yep. So next one, sir. Super, super <laughs> next one. Um. All right. So you want to talk about Metal Gear Solid, sir? Um, of course I do. I think, I think we need. To, I think we need to get into Metal Gear Solid: The Phantom Pain because you and I both had that on our list. Um. That was one of those games that also was free. On, it's also free on PS Plus. So you guys. It's no like, excuses. You gotta play that thing. Hey, you know what? Send us an email. We'll send you a copy. <laughs> Seriously, send Dude, us. They a, had that on sale for like was it like six dollars the other day on PS Plus? Yeah, but here you go. There's a. Uh, it's it's Metal Three. Gear Solid Five. The complete uh, edition includes uh, Ground Zeroes. Seriously, send an email to nolotom at gmail with a question or comment. Anything. Uh, if you're if you're in the continental U.S., I will ship this to you. How's that? You will get the free game. Be the first to ask or be the first to say something nice, and you'll get it. There you go. So, yeah, that I I love it, man. No, I mean it. It's it. In general, um, I was never, never in in depth uh, drawn into the Metal Gear series. Not because I didn't think it was good. It just was one of those things I just never made time to play. Um, and this was the one that I jumped into, you know, this was it. And I have zero regrets because it was one of those games that, um, you instantly realize, Oh, we're, I'm in for a good one. Like you're playing this and you start talking about it. You start telling people, Oh man, you've, you checked out this new metal gear game because it was, it was genuinely, um, a generational game that's going to be remembered as, yeah. You would say Obed uh, the best Metal Gear. I mean, it's it's it's, it's gameplay it's wise. Gameplay wise, it is. Yeah. Story story wise is not, but gameplay right. gameplay wise is it definitely is. Um, uh, I think the the uh, Kojima's approach to this game, um, 
I, I can mention Death Stranding because Death Stranding it, it's a, it's honorable mention to Death Stranding because Death Stranding is real real good right um, I, I think what really s- separates MGS5 from, from everything else that, that you can play out there is that at the end of the day Hideo Kojima was shooting for you to be big boss and and this game's story is really thin because the story of this game is you doing crap around the map that's your story that's the story of the game like you know what there's a, a bunch of stuff that really stood out for uh for stood out to me from this game uh especially when you when you finish the game right and you get the the twist ending and whatnot and then you get uh, a series of tapes that basically explain what's going on that's all great because it was all done very well and uh you know uh again top-notch uh voice acting and and all that so it's a it's it's you know fantastic but um the 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 one thing that I have never been able to like even forget one second is is one of the middle chapters in Africa when when you go down to to the mining area uh, or the or the mining camp um, and, and you find the kids that are that are in the cage and you and you free the kids the kids thinks that they they think that you're gonna kill them and you free the kids you take the kids out there's one kid that can't walk you have to carry the little kid and you have to like basically tell them to stop and wait stop and wait to avoid the guards or wait here you get to take care of the guards keep going all i remember is the end of this mission when i am not too far away from the landing zone i call my my chopper in to come pick us up Right at the end, when I get to the, almost when I get to the landing zone, I get spotted with all the kids. The the, the guard starts shooting. It goes crazy. Here comes the chopper blasting final countdown from your the from the band Europe, and here I am just shoot just throwing smoke grenades, getting the kids in the chopper. You know, using grenades, you know, getting guards off, picking the guards off, telling the kids to get down, putting them in the chopper, me getting in the chopper and and riding away with the final countdown blasting. It, that's the to that to me. It is. I made the story, right? That's a story for me to tell. The story gave the game gave me a story, but I made my own. Like that was my experience with it, and that was, to me, high point. It's, it, it's really good, really, really good. Well said, well said, sir. Because, yeah, like that's yeah. Hearing like hearing you share that story, man. Like I, I can only imagine that being in the room, like that kind of reaction. I mean, everyone, everyone has a story uh, out of that scene. Yeah. But like exactly. you're saying, it's personal to you because it's just it's an amazing experience. You yeah. you can watch that, but when you actually are experiencing it, it's I was it's, it's raw. Dude, I was so excited when I finished that mission that I that I tried to save the video, and I and I did it wrong and I didn't save it. 
because I tried to save it because I was really excited of how it all. It was like it was a movie, dude. It was it was like it's like just throwing grenades, run out of grenades, and I remember that I had smoke grenades in my in uh, in uh, in my gun attachment, so I started using those, and then ran out. More guards came in. It was it was nuts. It was so good, and it's a it, it's a it's a story that you created for yourself, and it's it, and it's why I love that game. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I think you just sold more copies of that game, sir. Yeah, there's a free one. Just moved it. Gmail just no Question, comment, anything that you want to say. If you want a copy of. Metal Gear Solid Five: The Complete Experience for PS4. Just uh, let us know, and we'll uh, if, again. If you live in the continental US, I'll chip it. I don't care. So there you go. go. There you go, guys. You got you got games. Um, who? Okay, so let's talk about. I want I want to actually just jump into these two honorable mentions. I know one of them is is something that you also have on your list, and that's going to be Battlefront Two. Um, so EA put out this game, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2017, and it was one of the most controversial launches. <laughs> oh, it's hugging it, hugging it, and sharing the love. I love Battlefront 2 so much. <laughs> Angering so, the man so babies. Angering the man babies. I, <laughs> I love this game so much, man. It's, it's a very good game, and so that's, that's just it. Like, okay, it comes out of launch, and the negative press surrounding it was completely fair. Because the game, yeah, the game that we got at launch is not the game that we have now. No, absolutely not. They completely, completely different. changed the entire system of the game. You had to rely upon these loot boxes. You had to rely upon these purchases. It was it was a very dangerous uh, game because you you, you it's a you fine line. Win. You yeah. couldn't win fairly. Yeah, that's just it. Um, you know, it was, it was a pay to win situation, and that that was a very dangerous form. They completely changed the architecture of how you play and because of that we have now the game that Obed is over here hugging because it's just that good. I think I played this game for like 200 hours or something. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um that the I mean we can talk about we can talk about the single player, right? Cuz single player uh, campaign is just fine. Yeah. It's fine. And it's actually you get some lore, you get some first order lore and you get some, you know, Palpatine lore that connect kind of connects to uh, Rise of Skywalker, and may even so, eventually connect it to Mandalorian. I don't know, dude. It very well can, because the uh, this t- takes place around that same time, right? Exactly. It's uh, yeah, man. It's it, so for a Star Wars fan, it it does you well from from the lore and from the worlds that they put you in. They they do you right. In fact. What's really cool about this game is that when you do get out of the single player campaign and you get into the multiplayer, you're able to experience all of Star Wars. You're able to experience the prequel stuff, man. The stuff that the original trilogy, the se- like it's everything. It is, they pull it all together. They held nothing back. I mean, being able to run around as Darth Maul, like in a multiplayer, you know, shooter. Oh, and man, fight against Ray. Uh, yeah. It's bananas. It's it's bananas. so it's so good. Um, it's a it's a game that I still actively play. Like, there's people online. Uh, oh, it's yeah, it's de- there's definitely tons of people online. Um, 
you know, every week it's uh you go in and and there's you know a full room on uh, on uh, team deathmatch, and uh, I I really didn't play a lot of the other like conquest modes. I played it here and there, but um, just uh, deathmatch to me was a team deathmatch was a, a the, the high point because it's like small maps, eight versus eight. It was great, and you know everyone's running around and and getting each other and all and whatnot. So it's 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 just so good. Star Wars Battlefront two, it is very good. Uh, I think the game got like like next level when when they released uh, the clone stuff, like all the 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 clone, uh, the different clone armor from like the Clone Wars. That's when when it really got next level. You know, we're gonna you're gonna be the five o first or the or the elite, you know, or the cur- elite Corson guard or whatever. You know, it's so good. They didn't hold back. They didn't. No. They, they, they they got deep into it. And that that's something that they, you know. Yeah. Wherever you, wherever part of Star Wars that you identify with, you can you can find this game. Well, yeah. I mean, rumor rumor is that after uh, the next Battlefield comes out, uh, they're gonna do an next gen Battlefront. Like Dice is already working on it. So. And they and they've learned. I I yeah. they've learned. Yep. They were crucified publicly in front of everyone. For their decisions, that, that, that game's other the, game, other games changed their format because of this game. That game's the the comeback, the comeback story of, of this generation. Yes, yes, that's a comeback story. Um, you know, last last gen, the comeback story was Final Fantasy fourteen, when they had to like basically these destroy the entire world and re and, and reboot it. Um, but but Battlefront two is is the comeback hit of this gen. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 to carry on with the Star Wars uh, talk here, just briefly, Jedi Fallen Order recently yeah. came out, obviously just last year, and it was one of those games that I think what when people heard about, you know, okay, we, we yes, we did have a campaign, people really wanted a campaign in Battlefront Two, you know, because we didn't have any campaign in Battlefront One, they they wanted a story mode. Um, people were, you know, seemed to be okay with what they got. It was it was a good. It was a very basic, quick, and easy to jump, get through single player game on, on Battlefront Two. But what we got with Jedi Fallen Order is what I think a lot of Star Wars fans were waiting for to have an, an actual Star Wars campaign on next gen or yep. at at the time. Um, you know, having this experience where you actually are the Jedi in this new environment, and this is the game that delivered to us. It took us literally till 2019 to get it. But well, we got it, and what we got was also a really good game. I don't think the game is is one of those games that's like, oh my goodness, like it's just it's revolutionary. But at, but as a Star Wars game, I think it's a very very good game. It's a very very fun game. It, it's a good game in general, but yep. I think as a Star Wars game is where it, it's special. I personally, Obed, like it more than Battlefront Two. That's just because of the Force and Jedi stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a a, a really bold statement here. Oh, here it comes. Um, you know, I'm gonna say something so bold, yes, so brave, or whatever. Well, however, however it goes. Um, yeah, I, I, I love Battlefront Two. No secret, right? Uh, I know that that a lot of people love uh, the old LucasArts games, uh, in and you know, and especially the Bioware collaboration with um, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. A lot of people do. I think the Jedi Fallen Order is the best Star Wars game ever. Wow. 
Wow. Having played the old PC stuff, um, and, you know, been through basically the, all the Star Wars games, that's probably the best Star Wars game ever. As a so, so you've played Old Republic? No. No, okay. Cause that's my thing, right? Because I haven't played it. Everyone just screams of it, and it's, but, it's I don't know, dude. I, it never spoke to me, not even back in the day. Uh, I never owned an Xbox back in the day, and you know the game's available on PC and whatnot. But I, I just don't feel like I need to play it. That's interesting. I mean, it's it's totally fair, totally fair. Like for what I've personally experienced. Yeah, it's easy for me to point the Jedi Fallen Order as, as my yeah. Star Wars game of choice. Um, but uh, there's a lot more Star Wars. There, uh, play, I, and I look forward to the future. And you know what? That that game has a lot of uh, like very good lore that it's you know non-canon anymore. But uh, you know, even even with that, right? Uh, I haven't played the game, but I am I am making the statement, my personal statement, that I think Fallen Order is the best Star Wars game ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say only because of how much I love um, Force Unleashed. I don't think that game holds up the way that um, mm, okay. like, like Fallen Order maybe will. Never play like, two. Yeah, yeah I, I love the first and the second one. I just love, love, love those games. Yeah. Um, So it's hard for me to say that off the top of my head, but totally fair. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order is a good game. Yeah. Yep. It's really good. Joe. No secret again, Persona Five. Um, I'm probably gonna get the royal version because I I really want to play through it and and see what they added. Um, not gonna spend too much time on it. Um, because I talked about it at nauseum when no lot time started, <laughs> and and um, I love this game. I uh, love the characters. Uh absolutely phenomenal music um really good revelation at the end again you know being a persona game so um just the the story how it progressed it was it flowed very natural um it, the graphics were great because it you know you get that anime kind of you know look and how everything looked in the world uh i i think they did a fantastic job and and it really feels alive um I personally think that Persona 4 is a better game and it has a better story. Um, but the world building that this game does is, is definitely better. It being two generations apart from Persona 4, Persona 4 was a PS2 game. So um, just because of the world building, uh, the characters are, are good. Um, interesting twist. Uh, not as good as the one on P4 again, but it's still it's still a, a really good twist. When like you know again, I'm not kind of like a it, it's already kind of like a spoiler, but you know the uh, uh, the Satan saves Christmas thing. It's it's pretty interesting and it's it's really well done. So um, yeah, like it, love it, great game. I think is that on also the PS Plus? It is. Collection? Yeah, it is one of those on there. Yep, so yep, yep. another opportunity for people to play if they didn't play on the last Ab- gen. Absolutely, absolutely. And I and I do highly recommend it. Uh, I, I recommend everyone to play a Persona game because it's a game that um, that gives you a window, especially if you if you if you live 
uh, in 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 the U.S. Uh, and you're interesting in game, interested in gaming, and 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 opening up your uh, uh, I said your gaming experience, your gaming experience. The game is very Japanese, and it did, and it really does open a window to Japanese culture. So not only you're playing for a good story, right? Uh, you're actually learning about Japanese culture and wow. what the, the the routine of a Japanese student is and what what are their holidays and what do they celebrate in their holidays all this stuff it's you know you you play a game and you learn i mean and wow get a good story you learn about you know different countries culture and have a good time it's really good so well said well said um i let's talk about final fantasy 15 man let's do another it another one i'm gonna give a hug to <laughs> He's in love with this game. Yes. Um, no, I mean, I mean, that I think that's the thing about this. This is another one of those games that I never, I personally have not seen one person say this is subpar. Like, oh, but I don't know if you know people I, out there like that. I have because I've dived into fandom, deep, deep yeah. fandom. Yeah. Like, some some people felt so. Here, here's okay. Most of the most of the people that I that I that I heard about it right were like, oh yeah, I started playing it, stopped playing it, and then like two years later went back to it, and it's like, oh yeah, this is really good, and then oh yeah, that ending broke me, and why am I crying? And I'll, yeah, it's yeah, it's a uh, that seemed to be consensus like like Battlefront, it is a very different game now. I think it's safe to say the game is ambitious and it's precocious. It was too it ambitious for its, its own good. Yeah, it's ahead of its time in the, in its regard that it's trying to accomplish something that you wouldn't immediately appreciate um, or expect. Like it, it was not, it was not stereotypical to the last few Final Fantasies. Um, it's very much a Final Fantasy game. It's not trying to revolutionize the the, the franchise, but. It also gave you a very, like you're saying, a very emotional a roller coaster of, of a game where, by the time you're at the end, like you're saying, you are, you are emotionally, you know, moved. Best villain in Final Fantasy history. Yeah. Like, I love Sephiroth. Well, I take it back, because <laughs> we'll talk about it. You know what? Uh, we'll skip and we'll talk about it next. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, no, no, I'm not gonna go into spoilers because this is a game that I really want everyone to experience. Uh, but the villain in this game is so good, especially now that you have, you know, uh, the Royal Edition where you get more story and you can you have this other add-ons that gives you more story. Uh, I think I think that this game is is fantastic. Uh, this game, like it, what you said, is, is is stands true. The game is uh, it was too ambitious for its own good. Um, and and uh, unfortunately, this game this game can never be what it was meant to be. Um, but even even with that, what we got is uh is an absolutely phenomenal experience. Uh, the Choco Bros are great. Uh. All the mechanics on this game are, are sound. The game looks fantastic. Um, 
I really love this game. I get emotional talking about it because I, I played it for like 200 hours, like 175 hours or something like that. Between that and Battlefront, you probably those are probably Bro. like two games of the generation that you spent maybe the most amount of time. Probably, on, I, I can think of yeah, uh, absolutely. Because um, even even Final Fantasy fifteen, like I went back and did the like started doing the like the daily hunts. I would go out wow. and just just pop it in, do the hunt, and then and then play Battlefront two. <laughs> Is it loaded onto your hard drive right now on on your PS four? Oh, like installed. Yeah. Yeah. This game is like 150 gigs or something. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's ready to go, guys. It's installed. Well, no, wow. not the game. I mean, it's installed, but uh, right. But uh, you know, the discs are here. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ready yeah. to go. Yep. But I mean, we'll, and we'll segue into Final Fantasy VII remake. Because yep. I mean, that's a perfect segue. Um, the the reason the reason that I that I that I called the villain of Final Fantasy 15 the best villain ever uh, because he was and I know that again everyone loves Sephiroth from Final Fantasy 7 but what they did to Sephiroth in this game just takes it up takes it up just they take Sephiroth and they really really make it yeah cause cause they really gave him I, you would say motives, right? Because he had motives in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, it's a it's a long, long story, um, but on the remake, um, he he just becomes much more of a antagonist that he wasn't back then, and and I love it. This game is really good too, man. This game is is so so good. Um, not 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 as long as uh as fifteen, of course, but I, I still played the this game for one hundred and ten hours. Wow! So you know, going <laughs> that's plenty. I did I did two full playthroughs. Uh, I finished all the challenges. Um, oh, I'm almost got the platinum, but I just don't want to do that Tifa mini game with the pull ups. It's just just. I don't have the patience for it, so I'm, you know, I can live without the platinum. I'm good. Um, wow, so close. To um, yeah, I'm only missing like three trophies, man. It sucks, but I'm good. Uh, but yeah, uh, just going back and watching the gang again, and ah, uh, it's so good. It's so good, man. And it, everyone is so good, and all these characters are so good, and and the world building they did. Because there's no world building on on seven for uh, the original seven. You're in Midgar for six hours, and and then you're out in the wild doing stuff. Uh, this game entirely takes place in Midgar, and what they did is just they build the world. Like there's like like now you really understand what they the really nefarious stuff that the Chinra is doing in the background and all this stuff that that's really palpable now and it's it's fantastic yeah highly recommend it's it's really good like the game like just a standard playthrough is like 42 hours uh so it's not really that long but if you go back and do everything it's like you know 110 120 it's it's good very good very yep. good yep. um i've got uh the last one on my list sir that's gonna be Spider-Man PS4. Okay. 
I saved that for the end. Um, not because when I, the list, the order that I went through, first of all, was not like, oh, least to best or anything like that. Like I, yeah, I'm, I'm random too. In a order, but not a specific order by any means. Yep. Um, but this game is probably my personal favorite game of the generation in the sense that like you you were talking about like having stories and having experiences when you play a game this is the one that did it for me and it's not because it's this super advanced game you can be the hardcore guy you can be little billy and play this game and have a pure smile on your face fall in love with this game fall in love with the gameplay it's 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 something that like you just want to keep going back to New York City. You want to keep going back to being Spider-Man. There's endless and endless amounts of things going on. They just continue as you continue to go through the campaign. They add side missions. It's not like you can just knock them off easy. Just the world continues to add on these different um, things that are just fantastic. There's there's, there's such a great. Um, it's a great uh, expansion to the Spider-Man universe. It's not like an origin story. We already know who the Spider-Man is. He's been Spider-Man already. You start adding in more obscure stuff, you know, Silver Sable, and you bring in these other characters that the Spider-Man fans and the Marvel fans are very much aware of, and the casuals that only watch the movies, you know, may not be as aware of. And and they do things that, par- that, that also... Um, parallel the real world um there you know fisk tower is representative of another guy's tower um there's a lot of different um things in in there that make you just like how spider-man always has been about this great power comes great responsibility these these deeply moral these deeply personal um decisions that he has to make you are now in his shoes having to make these decisions throughout the game and it's it's because of it that you become so entrenched with this amazing, incredible experience. This is the kind of experiences that people talk about with games like The Last of Us that we're not that I personally didn't include in my list. I don't think you probably included in your list either because neither of us played Last of uh, Us. Oh, we haven't played it, yeah. Um, and it's it's like when I hear people talk about those games, I hear people talk about like this deeply um, moving experience when they play these games. There's other games you mentioned already, Obed, that 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 did that for you already, and, and I know there's more you're going to about talk about, but yep. this is one of those for me that was deeply um, just so, so rich and so fulfilling, and I'm so glad that they're continuing on with Spider-Man and with Miles Morales for the next gen. That's that is such a great, great setup um, for the future, uh, for sure, uh, of generations of gaming. Nice. Another one that I uh, did it. I have it on my schedule. I was gonna play it this fall. Amazing. I'll I'll, uh, I'll reschedule that, Joel. I'll take a rain check on that one, but uh, I'll I'll play it eventually. I'm sure. I'll, I'll play it eventually. So, um, nice. I, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. I've heard really good things. So, cool. Uh, I got four left. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and plow through. Cause, Go for uh, it, Mister. We're getting uh we're getting a little late here, but uh. It got a war. It's what? What else is there to say? It. It's. I. I. I really love that we we have a father son game, and you know I don't have a son. I have a daughter, but still, you know, I have a child. Child. Um. Really, really good. Um. 
absolutely beautiful game. Graphics are excellent. Combat is phenomenal. Uh, sound design, top notch. Um, you know, from a technical level, this game is amazing. Uh, but to me, what did it is the uh, uh, the father son dynamic and the unexpected twists and turns that they had in their journey and the twist ending. So, um, highly recommend that everyone, I'm not going to talk too much about it, dude. Cause it's like, you, it's like, you gotta play God of War. It's, it's that, one of those games. That's one of those on my list to play it on PS five. I know they confirmed the, the, the frame rate, um, for running on uh, 60, if I'm not mistaken. On, yeah. On PS5. So looks so smooth, looks. man. It'll be beautiful. So smooth. Uh, uh, those Valkyrie uh, fights were so hard. <laughs> were so, and then that Valkyrie queen was like extremely hard. I beat, I beat it. I beat her, the, the uh, Valkyrie wife, the 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 uh, the the Valkyrie, Valkyrie queen. Um, almost slipped a slipped us a spoiler there. Um, there it is. <laughs> um, catch. Yeah, yeah. But but it's 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 fair to say also that like you and I both were not God of War people mm-hmm. prior to this. I did play God of War on PS3. Um, played the first one only. Yeah, yeah. I just did not. It was I think it was it was on PS Plus or something along those lines. And I was like, oh sure. And yeah. Did not tickle my fancy, but. That's good to hear when I hear someone like you speak so well of this. This is for sure gotta be one of those that I'll I'll jump back into as well. Yep. Another one. Horizons you're done. Probably the best looking game this generation, in my opinion. Uh probably the game with the best graphics. Um uh, some of the best art design that I've ever seen. Uh some of the best creature designs that I've ever seen on anything. Hollywood or you know any uh, anime or or any type of uh consumable media it's it's absolutely gorgeous so this game uh also another game that had a, a fantastic story underneath the 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 it, this game's an onion because it has sci-fi layers it has fantasy layers and you start thinking, is this a fantasy game? Is this a, a is this a a, a a sci-fi game? Is this Earth? And then you keep peeling the onion, right? And then you, oh man, it's really good, really really good. Again, very well done. Guerrilla Games, the first thing they've done that's not a first-person shooter, and they freaking nailed it, man. That's amazing. Yeah. I it, I wonder, just out of curiosity, how many people got PS4 Pros because of this game. Like it, it's it, one of those games was that was seller. it seems also very ahead of its its time. It moved moved a, a newer console. Yep, yep, yep. That one and God of War before. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one came out a year before God of War. So right. Yep. Um, yeah. This was the game that to sell PS4 Pros for sure because uh, it you know you get the upscaling, uh, better frame rate and whatnot. So, uh, I, I really want it, want to see this game elevated. Like I want a. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't get a pro, um, but I. I really want to see what the next. You know, part two is probably going to be phenomenal, yeah. and it's going to look amazing. So, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, that's exciting. Uh, next one that I have, I'm going to leave the. I'm going to do like you. Leave my 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 one for the end. But didn't like Cry Five. Uh, it's so much fun. 
so much fun, man. AMC. Um, AMC. It's pro. It, like out of all those games, right? Those games are great, and they're all phenomenal. This game is fun, like like Streets of Rage three, right? It's it has that same thing, that it's like so. Streets of Rage three is my Pizza Hut. Uh, pepperoni pan pizza. Uh, this is my my double whopper with cheese. Because <laughs> it, it's like it's comfort. I love the food comparison. It's comfort food. It's like you know what? This is a, a kind of like a crappy burger, but it's it just takes me back. <laughs> just takes me back to a time, and and it's it's it was like that. But not only that, right? It's like Burger King actually made the burger really good. Like they elevated that burger. They know they gave you that burger with you know a nice side of fries uh, and an ice cold soda. That's that's what this game is to me, man. It's uh it's just so much fun. The characters are 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 fantastic, and you know the story's silly, but you know what. It's it's a story about family, and I and I really enjoyed it. I really really enjoyed it. Um, you know, very likable characters, very funny characters, um, very unexpected. Uh, you know, very likable characters too, like V. Uh, spoilers. You know that, that was spoiled on the on the latest trailer for the special edition. Which, by the way, like. I was gonna buy that PS5, right? And 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 the DMC5 special edition was gonna be my day one, and that and, and Miles. Wow, that, that was gonna be it. So, because I really wanted to play this game again. Wow. I have I have it, so I can play it again. But um, I'll probably save it for ray tracing and 4K. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how that looks. Very nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, again, uh, comfort food for me. So good. Last game, I think you know what it is, man. Near. Yep. Near. <laughs> I, I, I like. I could have predicted this, man. Uh, I, I. He's hugging it. I'm, He's loving it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to hug it. Cause I don't <laughs> want. I don't want it to hurt my feelings. Oh man. Man, this game is. It's profound. Like this is. This is like like next level stuff um you know there's there's games like i mentioned dmc5 being fun and battlefront 2 and and all this uh other games here that are fantastic i got i'm getting emotional talking about it dude um but but near automata it, it it's a it, it's a profound experience um like this is um it, it's um Man, I, I don't have words. I, I can't I can't describe it. I can't describe it. Crap. Um But I, I think this is the closest thing to like a religious experience without being in church, to be honest with you. Like that's the way I would put it. And, you know, as a uh, as a former churchgoer myself myself, I would I would say that. Um because it's uh it, it speaks to a to a profound level it's 
it's an analysis on on what it is to be alive and the game opens up with a with a you know a very profound existential quote you know it, uh, about god and 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 if we if we're ever going to get the chance to meet god and if we get that chance will we try to kill him and, and that it's it, it, it's just and then and then you again this is again an this is so so horizon onion. horizon was an onion right this is is very similar but but not like like horizon because it's it's uh, it's in a, it's it's on a, it's the, it's, an, it's an intellectual existential onion uh horizon is a is a story onion this is like you discover stuff about yourself playing this game like this game gives you blanks right it literally joel gives you like there's a paragraph of text a character is talking to you through a machine and and, and you get blanks and and you fill the blanks out with your mind right with that's your crazy. with what you have on your head that's, right it's crazy man it's just like what what okay this blanks is like is this what you're trying to say but but that no when you when you realize what this character was trying to say and it's like oh my i'm i'm a terrible person wow and you just realize it dude it's like this made me feel terrible <laughs> it's <laughs> whew, joel and then and then this it's basically you you get humanity destroyed like both figuratively and spoiler alert literally but but the game at the end just restores faith on humanity and that is that is the the central theme of the game is to to never never lose hope hope in in strangers that is that's what the game wow. is that's what the game is trying to tell you at the end um very sublime ending and um what i said about the onion is because this game has three storylines or three playthroughs uh, you do your first playthrough and it's a standard action rpg uh you do your second playthrough and it is an action rpg but from a different perspective but what you didn't know is that this person got plugged into something else so it got a story dump and then the third playthrough is your conclusion slash everything goes wrong god is dead kind of scenario but not really and it's it's really good Huh. It's, it's just I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I really don't want to spoil it and I want everyone You've done a very good job of dancing around it I though. want everyone to experience this game because it is it is it is such a, a, a deep deep experience that it just elevates video games into a, into a, a next level art form in my opinion um, I've seen there's the a prequels coming out the uh, uh, near Gestalt is coming out next year. Um, 
I, I don't know how I feel about that. I because I know the story already because I finished this and I was like, what happened before? Because I want to know. Um, just to give you an idea, Near Gestalt is like nine thousand years before this game takes place. So, uh, it's it's nuts. But what year was this game released? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's like I know it wasn't that recent, but it wasn't that long ago either. It was like okay. February of twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of good games that came out that year, yeah. and it was one of those games that a lot of people I think had in their backlog. But uh, it was uh, yeah. it was I think the, that and Persona came at the same time. Say uh, right around the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, twenty seventeen because it came out March twenty seventeen because my DLC codes expire on uh twenty twenty seven, so it's a ten year. Gotcha. Uh, you know, DLC thing. Um, which, by the way, about the DLC for this game, just because I wanted to keep throwing money at it and I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, funny. Because, like, I, I need to support this project. And, That's funny, um, man. You know, I, I, I may, depending, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait for reviews on Gestalt because Platinum's not going to do it. Platinum Games developed this one, Square Enix uh, published. But, uh, but I, I want to see how that does in reviews first, and then, whew, bro, bro, it's a uh, steep, steep, deep stuff. It's like it's like reading that that book, right? And and you go like, I I'm like next level stuff. Um, but that that's it. So our. PlayStation games of the generation, <laughs> right? Let's uh, be more specific about that. Yeah, um, I mean, we had we had crossing over games. We had our yeah. our, our Final Fantasy, or Batman, Assassin's those kind of ones. You could you don't have to be only on one console to play, but but regardless, um, we could have been here forever, man. With many different games I've talked about, but those games were uh, were games that were were important to us, and we'll remember those those experiences on. Last gen, and now we've look forward to the grand releaser of the next generation is here. And who knows? I think it won't be until twenty twenty two that we actually start to to taste, um, you know what what the capabilities fully are. Um, if Astro's Playroom is what you got to play to get a sense of the dual sense, I mean that's just showing you that uh, right, Demon Souls early right. stages. Early yeah. St- yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting year because yeah. Xbox doesn't have anything next gen, and that seems to be consensus around all every all the reviews and everyone that's been playing Xbox for last for the last month. You know, uh, from the press, it's like, yeah, this is all great, right? You know, great hardware, great controller. Where the game's at, though, you know, everyone's saying the same thing. So tomorrow, I don't know if it's for both, but I believe it's PS5. The embargo lifts tomorrow for the review. Um, yeah, because Xbox, they, there was reviews today out. Yeah, so yeah. so that that's gonna be interesting to see what 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 kind of stuff gets out there. I mean, man, it's here. It's here. Yeah, I mean, and we've talked about it for a long time. We had our first console reveal and on 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 this thing and uh, on our podcast and yeah, good stuff. All right, bro. Take us out. Yes, sir. Everyone, folks, thank you for watching, listening to our show. We'll make sure you stay with us. So make sure you stay subscribed. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, 
uh, Amazon Music. We're out there, guys. Look us, look us up, and make sure you follow No Load Time. Subscribe to it there. Also, make sure you're following us on social media at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. We appreciate you all. Make sure that you send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Even if you think, guess what? It's been a few days later. I've, I've already listened to this, this episode. Someone probably already won. Just send us an email anyways. You never know. Uh, we're, we'll be picking probably somebody to get that, that Metal Gear, a game that Obit was talking about earlier on, a collection earlier on in the show. So you might be the one to get it. Send an email to noloadtime at gmail.com. Everyone, again, thank you so very much. And it is here, guys. This was a very special episode. Yeah. Uh, and it is here, guys. This we will, this time next week we're talking. Next Gen will be here. So yeah, next next week have fun. Next week we'll probably get an unboxing from Joe. Or he'll he'll show well, us. I'll already be unboxed. Yeah. Well, I'll, it, I'll film it. You better show me how big that console is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, send that email to win the game. Uh, everyone stay safe. Thank you for tuning. We'll see you again next time.